the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Oh, oh, we're back. Welcome to the, uh, well, technically the third hour of the Patrick and Brandon show. Word up. I like that. Coming off of uh, two hours of the Almost Sports Show, you've got us on the bullpen now for the next hour, and well, we appreciate you sticking around. Thanks for chilling with again. us one more hour. 512-834-1027 is the number here. You want to chat with us about something? We, ah. we got some breaking news. Well, that we do. Do you want to bring it? Uh, you're the one who found it, but you break it. Uh, you broke it, oh, so you break it. Crap, I All lost right. it. Uh, according to Ken Rosenthal, sources have confirmed... Astros are in agreement with Jose Abreu. Figured it was only a matter of time before they inked that so, deal. That's most likely your first baseman for the 2023 season. Going to replace and probably Yuli Gurriel. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So do they have a, do we have any a dollar figure or anything that's like it. that? That's, that's that, all we know that at this was, point. That uh, was two minutes ago. Okay. So it's so very brand new and break. Yes. Jose Abreu, huh? Jose Abreu. Yeah. Leaving yeah. his roots in uh, Chicago. And uh, heading down south well, to good for him. Houston. I can't say he's making a bad choice leaving Chicago. Sure. No matter where you go, you're making a good apparently, choice. Uh, apparently, that was the Padres' uh, top priority, too, and they lost out to the Astros. Oh, interesting that they would have. I, I don't know. I mean, Brady was great. But I, I just uh, I, I feel like there maybe were I other, don't, other guys I yeah. might have gone after over Jose Abreu. But then again... A team like the Astros, that's not a huge priority, I guess. Yeah, uh, but I mean, kind of hoping for a bounce back year on a good team, so maybe less pressure because he's been on teams that were supposed to be good that kind of underperformed, and then he kind of underperformed with it. So, you know, maybe he can get some resurgence in Houston. Yeah, but, but, but you know, the Astros are losing a pretty consistent bat in Gurriel there. You know, and well, Abreu there has hopefully been, would be a pretty consistent bat. We'll see. Yeah, Obviously there has to be a reason why we'll they. I feel like they've been wanting to move on from Gurriel for the last couple of years. He's so. older than I thought he was. I didn't know he was almost 40. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't look at no, all. No, no, not at all. But, uh, yeah, so that's part of the reason why they want to move on from him. Yeah, and that's fair. But you're also, you're going to, you're, you're trading it for a guy who's just maybe the, now the same age or, like, a couple years younger than than what Gurriel was. Yeah. And I got another guy who's a shell of his former self. But like I, like I was saying, you know, there's less pressure to perform on a team like this because sure. there's other guys who are there who you know are going to perform. Yeah, so every day. you're just kind of just kind of, you know, what do you call it? You're kind of put in that spot and just told to just go have fun. Go play. Plug and play. He's a kind of a plug and play guy and hope that he can get you 22, home, 22 to 25 home runs this year. Have you heard anything about Trey Mancini? I have not heard much of anything, dude. Like, honestly, this is the bad thing about baseball is – once free agency starts, it kind of starts with a bang, and then it just fizzles to nothing. Yeah, and I then mean, it kind of picks up, and then all of a sudden it's spring training. You're right. It's you're like right. so. If there's one thing that baseball doesn't do, it's market market itself. They don't market free agency. It's not. It's it's really. It's like the fans make it more exciting than baseball does itself. And baseball has some of the best players alive, mm-hmm. the best athletes alive. And they don't market them at all. You, they're just obscure talent at this point. Yeah, this is like the, the one downfall of MLB. MLB. I, I think you're right. And I think when it comes to this offseason, until we hear you know a, a final decision on Aaron Judge and to a lesser degree Shohei Otani. Yeah, I, I you know we're not going to see much of anything. Everything's going to be overshadowed. Yeah. Like the whole point is to just wait and set the market, but then you wait. 
two months. Yeah. And then at that point, all the excitement has gone out the window, and you're focusing on football and hockey sure. and basketball. I love I hockey. I just... Uh, well, speaking of the Astros and possible acquisitions, a number, uh, I mean, a name that I'm seeing thrown out more and more right now is Cody Bellinger, right. which if you get 2017, 2018 Cody Bellinger. You got an MVP? Hell yeah. Yeah. You get 2022, 2021 Cody Bellinger, I don't want him. Stay away, man. Yeah. You know, you're just going to be taking up space. He's good for four, three strikeouts and maybe a hit or a home run a game at that point. Yeah. Like, it's not worth what he's asking either. Well, a, a, a new report. Uh, it uh, it sounds like that uh, the Astros are showing a significant interest in Cody Bellinger, at least to the tune of sixteen million dollars to command his services for twenty twenty three. And again, it seems like another plug and play, and just relax and have fun, man. We know what you can do. You haven't done that in a couple of years, but here, join us and just don't think about it. Just go have fun, go play baseball, and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. He's one of these guys that right now, I mean, you know, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn door with a bat. But but when he does, his defensive prowess is enough for him to continue consistently start every night. So sure. I mean, he's he's what he's he's what you want, you know, out there in the field playing mm-hmm. defense. But who he is now at, at bat is not who he was just a few years ago. True. Um, I don't know. But you've seen guys. Million, you've seen guys have down years like that, and then. You know, a tweak, a tweak here, a tweak there, or a fresh start here. This is two uh, straight years of complete wonders. Though I mean, yeah, he's been a downright bad hitter since twenty one. I don't think he's had the consistent playing time he had back in the day because he had he wasn't playing well. So you know that'll happen. You get inconsistent playing time, you don't get into a routine. Things kind of just go out of whack. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Again, plug and play. You you put him where center field. You put a Brayu first base. Again, relax, go have fun, see what happens. Yeah, be if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. They're still going to get their money. It'll be interesting to see where he goes because I think the Astros are one of eleven teams that are actually I jockeying for Bellinger right now. Why? It seems a little excessive. It Nearly does, a dozen teams want a guy who's money. on the in the sunset of his of his career. Yeah. Apparently, he's not that old. We'll see, but and that's the thing. That's the enticing thing. People think teams think because he's young, he may figure it out again. And then when you do, like we said, we got a you got an MVP pe- caliber player right there. Well, certainly it's possible. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. But not for that much, Ray. That's I'm, too I'm, much that's money. What, that's how I feel. Here. Sixteen mil for a year yeah. for him. Yikes! Yikes! Maybe a few years ago. Maybe but not now. Maybe a few years ago. So we're gonna have to wait until December fifth for baseball to announce it's all MLB first and second teams voted on by fans. But Baseball America is out with its nominations at the conclusion of the season. Three Astros, Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, and Justin Verlander have all been named uh, as uh, all MLB first team by Baseball America. All three selected uh, to the All-Star game. They all got American League MVP votes. Verlander, also the recipient as the, uh, of the AL Cy Young Award. Word. Uh, Framer Valdez, fourth Astro selected uh, as the lone representative on the uh, all MLB second team. Uh, he posted his best career numbers this year. Didn't miss a start. Um, that may be your future ace right there too, especially wow. if Verlander goes to New York or L.A. If if Framber Valdez could get his his uh, self his his head mm-hmm. right, you know, things start going wrong for him. We saw it against Seattle. He nearly gave away the game by throwing a little temper tantrum there. However, and that's not the first time I've seen him do something like that. Right, but he learned at the right time because in the uh, you know the uh, the championship series. He got into trouble a couple times and mm-hmm. got out of it no problem. Mm-hmm. And so what usually when happens when he gets into trouble is, right, like he gets in his head and he has a really bad inning. Uh, it didn't happen. Yeah. So 
that is something that he can learn from, he should learn from, and hopefully spill over to next season and be your ace, which he's expected to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly got the stuff. Yeah. The stuff for it. Um, I was looking here, MLB.com, this headline is what caught me. The, the top 10 best old guy free agents. <laughs> the oldest guy on this list is is uh, Nelson Cruz. Yeah. 42 years old. I'm, I'm, I can't believe he's that he's my quote junior. unquote old slash young. I thought he was much older than that. He's been around for a while. Yeah, he has. I mean, he was hitting home runs for the Rangers back when they were going to the World Series. I know. So Man, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, so he's been around for a while. Um, but they, they were taking a look at uh, these older players, the top 10 most desirable old guys, as it were, mm-hmm. on, on the uh, free agent market. So uh, number one on the list, I think, is, is probably would come to You got any idea who, who they're ranking number one here? Sounds like probably it's going to be Nelson Cruz. No, it's Justin Verlander. What? 40-year-old okay, Justin yeah, Verlander, I guess so. which makes perfect sense to yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Cy uh, Young winner. Had a resurgence. Three-time Cy Young winner now. Yeah. Uh, AL MVP candidate as well. Two-time World Series champion. Yeah, both with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I, I'm, I'm less and less confident by the day he's going to re-sign with the Astros. I know the possibility is the still there. The longer it takes, yeah, it seems like he's uh, playing the field a little bit. Yeah, uh, And I think the pinstripes want him bad. And usually I usually when they go. want someone, they usually get it. And wouldn't be the first time they took uh, an ace from Houston. They yeah. did it with Garrett Cole, who now has has become like this pariah, uh, being dubbed by some as the biggest cheater in baseball history. Really? Is, yeah. Cheater? Yeah. Yeah. For what? Uh, I I haven't gone back to read this deep enough, but it has something to do with his time with the Yankees, and, and I, I I need to go back. But I've seen like five different stories. I've mm-hmm. just glossed all over all, all of them. Uh, but apparently, Garrett Cole is is uh, has developed okay. a, developed a re- reputation as as a cheat. That's just because he's really good. I, yeah, I guess <laughs> he's I still know. really good. He's great. I just I even I've never been able to stomach Garrett Cole mm. when he was playing for the Pirates when he came to the Astros. Now that he's a Yankee, there's just something about him I don't like. And I, yeah. I but that said, I'd absolutely give him the number one slot in my rotation. Definitely, absolutely, absolutely. Although, well, yeah, Cole Verlander, you know, Verlander Cole. Pretty good one-two punch. It was great when we had it in Houston. Yeah, now uh, it might be in New York. Jacob Degrom also on this list. Jose Abreu is on this list, number three on the list at well, thirty-six. He's off the list now because yeah. he's taken. Yeah, uh, Johnny Cueto, J.D. Martinez, who I thought was older than thirty-five. Actually, is he only thirty-five? He's only thirty-five. All right. I'm a year older than him. How about that? Uh, you know the Astros initially picked him up, and they, and and probably kicked themselves when yeah. when they, the, the the Red Sox started winning World Series with the guy. Didn't they trade him for pretty much nothing? Yeah, yeah, they gave him away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinley Jansen, Justin Turner, Zach Grinky, Zach Grinky. Wow, I forgot he was yeah thirty nine. He's still he's still around, chugging along, being weird as yeah. as always, being very uh, antisocial. David Robertson and then Nelson Cruz rounds out that list. All right, so giddy up. There's, your, those there's guys. your old guys. I'd take any one of those guys, honestly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and then Trey Turner, as far as I can tell, still one of the uh, when you take out Judge and Otani from from the mix. Like, what prob- are they waiting for? Well, I'm probably what the are, most. What are all these after. shortstops waiting for? Are they waiting? What chips are they waiting to fall? Like you got Bogarts out there, you got Dansby Swanson out there, you got Trey Turner out there, Carlos Correa, Carlos Correa, yeah, there. all four of those elite but superstar. Turner's undoubtedly players. the best of all of them. Trey. Yeah, but you, he, there's no way he's leaving L.A. There's no way the Dodgers want to get rid of him. Yeah. Are you talking? I'm sorry, you're talking about Trey Turner. Trey, yes, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the longer this takes, the more it, it seems like he's probably going to go to the Phillies. 
I guess all I keep hearing is he prefers the East Coast. That's see, I was just about to say. Yeah, I, I've heard that multiple and, times. And, he wants you know, to be back on the East Coast. When you when you have that feeling like that, you you don't you don't usually settle. Go to the Mets. Yeah. Well, go to the Mets, man. It's a great team. You're you're not going to win a World Series with them. You're going to come close every year, but still, it's a great it's, team to play it for. Seems like Philly's the place where he wants to be. See, that's where I would go. It seems like a fun team, and especially that's a nowadays great place with to play. Uh, you know, with the, with the, the universal DH and all that, you know, stuff that sullied the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was it matter? Yeah, go to the go to the NL, go to the AL, doesn't matter. And so the, I, I think I would probably take the Phillies at this point. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I'd take all four of those guys. I I'd, I'd take Correa, I'd take Swanson. Swanson's your your kind of wild card here because he's so young, but he has a lot of upside for him, and it'd be crazy if the Braves let him go. Yeah, but I'm also seeing even Bogarts, man. I didn't know he was so young. It's crazy. Bogarts is a guy who uh, like he he had a ton of skill, like natural raw talent, but it wasn't until just recently he mm-hmm. became a beast at Fenway Park, and, and and I didn't expect that from him. I thought that you know it's like all right, he's going to be a you know a, a pretty good mid level player, yeah, mid level shortstop, but he's never going to be a superstar. He blew up this year, yeah, and so. and, I, and he's. He's gotten bigger too. Like he's he's eating his we'll spinach. See. Yeah, we'll see. Like your Popeye, he eats his spinach every day. Nailed it. What movie is that from? Uh, Popeye. Rocky Four. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't seen a lot of the Rocky movies. If there's one gripe, if there's one uh, negative against me and my movie loving life, uh, I've never seen any of the Godfathers, and I've seen one Rocky. I don't even know how to dignify that with a response. <laughs> Jesus God. Uh, okay. Well, so a quick sidebar then. Okay. H- have you given Tulsa King a chance yet? Since we're on a, a Stallone. No, but I'm I'm very good. I, I'm in the, apparently in the very minority good. about Yellowstone this year. A yeah, lot like of people it. aren't liking it, but no. I'm digging it. I, I like, uh, have I not like gotten into slow, it. I like the slow burn that they're doing. Yeah, me too. And, and Dutton as as a uh, governor is is hilarious. Hmm. It's hilarious. Spoiler alert. I mean, that's not a spoiler alert. It was all about that last season, right. and it was all about... I haven't made it through like three episodes of the first season. Well, not, you know, not for, not for lack, lack of then enjoyment. Then that's not a spoiler alert when you've only watched three episodes, my guy, all right? What well, so, is if I haven't seen it? Well, you'll, you'll forget. Don't worry. Mm. Or it'll all pop up, and you'll you'll see the storyline go that way. Fair enough. Don't worry. Fair enough. But you should you should check out Tulsa King. Okay. Very good. I like Sly Stallone. It's a it's a very different role for the guy, and and at the beginning of the, the first episode, he's actually he's talking to these mob guys, and I had a real hard time buying him as as a as a sure. made guy because he's not the best. He's actor never played that well. <laughs> with the right role, sure, it's phenomenal. Obviously, but, you know the original Rocky, uh, that that P- <laughs> that PTSD moment at the end of Rambo, uh, the original First Blood, where you know he's talking about his buddy in the street and, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that some of those moments he he has. His, but in this one, it's just uh, there was just a brief moment where I felt like Rocky Balboa was talking to me about. Mm-hmm. Breaking legs or whatever, okay. Uh, as opposed and to this real mobster, but okay. once he get, but thing. beyond that one scene, okay. Very impressed with it so far. So, dude, I just want to see him come back as King Shark. That's what I want, King Shark. Oh no, you're not a uh, you're not a DC guy, huh? Oh no, you didn't you not see the new Suicide Squad. Guy. I'm not he a was, guy. Period. He plays the shark, uh, King Shark in Suicide Squad. Stallone does. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. It's obviously uh, a computer-generated shark, but he's the voice, and he's hilarious because his dialogue is like, it's like this almost the same as you know Vin Diesel does Groot is Groot right? I in didn't know that either. Garden of the Galaxy. I didn't know that either. He plays Groot the the tree. I know his only lines are I am I am Groot. Groot. I knew yeah. that. That's about all so I King know. King Shark of, of is this. just like friend, oh. kill, eat, destroy. Like 
He's great, and he's great at it. it not, they didn't use a real shark. No, they didn't use a real shark. Yeah, that's that's not that's not how it works. Land shark. Old Saturday Night Live bit. Yeah, okay. you, you lost me again. I date myself every time I open Youngin, you lost me again, old man. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there you go. A little, little update on uh, on possible movements there. Possible baseball, possible Sly Stallone, good show. That's the things you get here on the bullpen. That's right, a little mixture of everything. Uh, also, <laughs> one one more quick note uh, out, of, out of baseball. Apparently the White Sox are looking to bolster their rotation. And, uh, name yeah, I'm, they need that. Name I'm seeing thrown around is Mike Clevenger. Didn't he already sign with someone? I think he signed with the White Sox already. Mm, I don't think so. Maybe that was just a rumor. Um, actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. They did agree to a free agent deal. You're right. Yeah. So t- I take that back. They're not in talks. They actually have agreed. I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that. Yeah, no, the, and you're absolutely yeah, right. They, def- they, they signed a, him on. A guaranteed uh, one-year deal at more than $8 million. Yeah, you're right go. about that. I just uh, I, I had to begun to misreport that. But yeah, so anyway, they've bolstered their rotation there. The and, story was slower than Twitter, where, where it's obviously on there. Already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, hey, anything that bolstered the White Sox over the Cubs, I'm all for. There you go. I'm all for. Uh, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan at all. I still see Correa going to the Cubs. You can bank on that. Mm-hmm. If he signs with one team, it's probably going to be the Cubs. So we've got a new ranking in the uh, AP 25 men's college basketball. The Horns oh. still looking good. Are they but, moving on up? But another team from Texas. Has taken the number one they spot. Leapfrog. They, uh, yeah, they they did a pretty good jump. It uh, a little bit of help from North Carolina, but nevertheless, we'll tell you who's number one coming up. Also, final decision on the Rose Bowl's fit with an expanded playoff expected to come this week as well in uh, NCAA football. Good. So we'll have more on that as well. Uh, we'll head back and uh, take a look, recap a little bit more of the uh, the weekend's NFL games. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number. If you want to weigh in here in the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Haven't we heard this three joiner already? We have. <laughs> uh, we heard that. Well, I think it was last hour. No, we wouldn't make that mistake. I never make mistakes. No, I do not ever never. make mistakes. Uh, welcome back to the bullpen, Patrick and Brandon, with you for hey. the next uh, thirty-seven Ish. minutes, thirty-six minutes, and forty seconds. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Do better math out of a dead sleep and from behind a microphone than I ever could anywhere else at any point. In the smallest any little day. spot on yeah. the screen possible. Yeah. Not bragging about much when you can tell time. Hey, hey I can back time. Tell someone All else right. to come in here Radio and do that job. Yeah, time. right. They ain't going to do it. So uh, the college football playoff executives plan to uh, further discuss in the coming days the Rose Bowl's latest request as it relates to the CFP expansion and what could be an ultimatum or compromise uh, with the sport's oldest active bowl game. According to some sources that talking to Sports Illustrated here, a final decision on the Rose Bowl's fate expected this week. But in its latest proposal to the CFP, the Rose Bowl is requesting to host a semifinal if the semifinals fall on New Year's Day and two out of every three years that the semifinals are held on that date in the expanded playoff. Uh, it's another attempt to keep the Rose Bowl's traditional date and time, which is 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time mm-hmm. uh, on January 1st, keep all that in its future postseason format. Um, Coming to kind of a, a, a pressurized time, though, for CFP officials as they're trying to finalize this expanded 12-team playoff in time for the 2024 season. Still a big hurdle in the way, though. What? Really? What? Why? What? What's your issue? You have a year and a half to figure this out. I think feel like that's plenty of time to figure out which bowl games should go where. Probably. I think their concern is that the Rose Bowl here could delay, single-handedly delay all this expansion uh, because it's so tethered to the Rose Parade, and it's making these two out of well, three demands. Give them what they, why, why does, why, 
I don't understand why they how why would they hold them back? What what's the hold up? What's the issue? Meteorites are part of it. I know as well. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's going to definitely be an issue that's going to consistently play into this. I feel like anyone who has media rights for the Rose Bowl would be thrilled to hear that it's going to be part of the college football playoffs. Like, I mean, you, you know, you would think that there would be a lot of people that would be excited. If it's going to be a se- make it a semifinal it's a game, I mean, that's great. I, I see nothing wrong. With, I see no issue with that at no. all. And if it's every other year, fine. Give them what they want. I mean, like you said, they're the oldest running bowl series in college football. Uh, they're the most well known. Uh, probably has the most pageantry involved in sure. it. Like, why would you want to not give them what they want? Um, there is, so this this proposal here uh, it uh, relinquishes an exclusive window, but in exchange, the Rose Bowl gets to host a semifinal on New Year's Day in two of the three uh, two years of its three year rotation. And this is demand that has actually gotten a very visceral reaction from mm. fellow bowl officials and some CFP presidents, commissioners. They're not real pleased with the Rose Bowl and making these demands, feeling like you could hang up this expansion that we're, we're so desperately trying to get going. And there is some, thinking, some speculation, some people exactly. pondering as to whether or not holding out too long and single-handedly delaying this expansion could actually uh, cost the Rose Bowl to lose its place altogether, which I know that's Then that would be big. on them. That, that's their fault. Then let it still be a... Pac-12, Big Ten thing, or whatever the conferences are going to look like yeah. at that time, then let them, let them stay singular. Because if, if they're really going to want... I, I feel like this is just a negotiating, Probably. negotiation tactic. Probably. And eventually they'll all get it figured out. But yeah, if they're going to be the one to single-handedly delay this process, then screw them. Let them have their singular moment. Yeah, Let it be. Uh, let them be. So this game, you know, this Rose Bowl has been played every year since 1916. And part of the, the issue, and you probably know this, with the, with the timing, it's time specifically. So by the fourth quarter, the sun is, is setting on the San Gabriel yeah, it's Mountains. A Pacific Coast thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a West Coast. So I think that, that's probably another, the pageantry of it all. And, and this. Okay, honestly, I never knew that that's why they did that. And that's a little, that's a little ridiculous. But, I, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. What if it's a cloudy, rainy day after all this? You know, like. You gonna move the game then to help out or what? That would be that would be fitting. That would be that would be fresh. Quite fitting. That would be fresh of Mother Nature well, to you do know, such. Hopefully, a thing. in between sips of their kale smoothies over there on the on the left coast <laughs> in Pasadena, in Pasadena, they'll they'll come. I up. think they're too pretentious for kale over there. I think now. so. Kale smoothies over there now. Quinoa, something like that. You talk about pretentious. I feel pretentious every time I say quinoa. I do love. It's like, dude, I'm quinoa. from Texas. Quinoa, quinoa, quinoa. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, man. It's good. Quinoa's good. What are you talking about? I actually about? don't even know what it is. I just know it's a very pretentious sounding word. It's a grain. Is that all it is? Yeah, it's a healthy grain okay. alternative to rice hmm. or couscous. You know what I went and bought yesterday? I went and bought a box of cream of wheat. I haven't bought cream of wheat in like 30 years. And Dude, you're not helping your age here. <laughs> cream of wheat? What's wrong with cream of wheat? What is, what? It's what are you, good. What are you, 70 with no teeth? Well, getting, I'll be Ooh, there. I shouldn't say I'll that. I'll get there. And no, I got teeth because my mother was a dentist. I'm not trying to stereotype people who eat cream of wheat, but it's just listen, man. Most, it, I thought you were going to say like Cocoa Krispies or like no. Cocoa Pebbles or something like no, that. No, 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 no. Look, I, I loaded up the bowl with cream of wheat. You're going to get shredded wheat next? Uh, maybe, but sometimes maybe it just makes the one, the one big the square, one, one big one. Uh, grape nuts, <laughs> grape nuts flakes. Because I can't, my dentures can't take the hard grape nuts. What's with grape nuts? No, no but, grapes, but seriously, no nuts. this this cream of wheat. It brought uh, flooded memories of my childhood. Just flooded back into my head yesterday. The taste, the texture, and whatever you were talking about—that that 
quinoa. That's what made me think uh, of, of, of this. Uh, but yeah, I went, to, I went to H-E-B yesterday specifically for that. Shout out to H-E-B Cream of Wheat. Very happy. Word up. Very happy with that purchase. That's great. So happy for you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, we, we uh, didn't get to this in the last hour, uh, but a day after wrapping up its season, for, oh, the 41-13 loss to Louisiana, Texas State has parted ways with its head coach, uh, Jake Spadavall. Mm, bummer. Uh, Spavital, I should say. Uh, Can't even get the name. Yeah, so <laughs> Bobcats ended their season four and eight. They had five losses in the last six games. And uh, Spav- uh, Spavital, he posted a 13 and 35 record over four years with the program, Ouch. Yeah, reaching the four win mark in back to back seasons. So, an 11 season since joining the FBS ranks, Te- uh, Texas State has had a winning record one time Dang. in 2014. So, uh, Bobcats are not going to have to search for their fourth head coach the past eight seasons. Sad times in San Marcos. Mm hmm. You know, when I think high-powered college football programs, Texas State's not one of them. Yeah, I, you know, for the long, before I moved here, I had never even really heard about Texas State, nor did I know where they were. So, oops. Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, no offense. It's a great town. Listen, great school. I grew up here. They were still Southwest Texas State University, and they were known That's a name. worldwide as being a place where you enroll to get drunk. Yeah. I mean, that, that's... Hanging out in San Marcos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't... I don't. From what I understand, Texas State has, has done a little bit to sort of smooth over that party school reputation. But uh, that's that's what I grew up knowing. That, that Didn't help they it. made a movie about it, basically. What? They, what? It's supposed to be like the quote-unquote sequel to uh, Days and Confused. Everybody wants some. They filmed it mostly in San Marcos. That's right. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's actually really good. Who, Richard Linklater I'm it? pretty sure, yeah. Really? And when it's was not, this? It's not like a sequel, but it's like a... Like a continued story of that of that era or something like that. Uh, God, I think it came out in like 2014, wow, 2015. I had, no, I had no idea. Maybe a little earlier, but not too long ago. Yeah, you should check it out. It's pretty good. I was just overeating a Top Notch the other day where they, the, the Emporium was filled in the original days. I've never had Top Notch. Well, so the, the ownership. The one time I went there, I didn't get helped. I went to the drive-up lane. You on a bad day. Uh, I, I wasn't the only one there. There was like four other cars there. I pulled up to the little microphone thing or whatever. Waited and waited and waited. They were probably on the other end of the speaker waiting on you. you I said hello. I I talked. And yeah. no there was no That's surprising though, because you, they're usually the they're end. usually real quick service when I go in there. Well yeah, I'd I'd love to Great try burgers. Someday. Great burgers. Unfortunately it looks nothing like the Emporium. <laughs> but I do like the furniture paddles, shop next door. Some of those paddles, like uh O'Banion's paddle with the uh you know I can't say it, but you know what he had written on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and uh, that, that I think that one's in. I think it's broken. I think they spelled they it. They broke a it on Mitch's butt. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. It was with a. It was, oh, was a, it? It was okay. a, Yeah, it was an F. All right, it was a full on F. Okay, dash Q. Yeah, I yeah. also bought a love seat from the furniture shop next door. Okay, I know. I know what you're talking. I think about. it's Austin Furniture Market yeah. Furniture Company, something like that. Anyway, you should uh, you you would be amazed if if you knew what that stretch of Burnett Road used to look like and what it looks like now. I believe it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't I believe it. Now. Yeah, you kind of see shades of uh, that of that era in a few spots on Burnett, but yeah, I mean, look, it's great now. That was like the Boonies, North Austin, mm-hmm. years ago. Funny how that changes. Now it's like Central Austin. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, as we mentioned, Texas Longhorns, number 21 in the uh, the latest AP poll. Yeah. So would you consider this a successful year? I would. Currently 8 and 4. Yeah, 100% because, you know, they were sitting, uh, what was it, 6 and 4, kind of coming off a pretty bad loss to TCU, one that they probably had it, wish they had chances to win and just couldn't get over the hump. 
to respond against Kansas and Baylor, two teams that were highly ranked in the beginning of the year. Uh, both feeling pretty good about themselves. Sure, they weren't that great at the time, but look, you play that team on your schedule when they're scheduled, and their record is what it is. Uh, but coming off a five-win team, uh, five wins last year to almost potentially a chance at nine, I'd say it's very successful. And you're you're ranked. You're ending the season ranked. Yeah, I think I think, it's, I think that's all progress for and well for the future. This went a lot better than most people expected. I yeah. think you know I, I think that Longhorn Nation would have wanted more from the season, but hey, you could have got you last, know what? You could have gotten last season. They were they were close. They're they're close to being a ten win team oh, yeah. this year. So just a few few plays away. Take from that me. how you will. You're gonna lose some guys next year, but hopefully you can rebuild and reload and go for the championship this year, the Big Twelve championship. Here's what head coach Steve Sarkeesian thinks about the uh, the season record. No, I would. You know, we obviously made progress uh, as a program. You know, I think that um, you know it's easy to quantify the the season with victories and losses. You know, clearly, you know, eight and four is a heck of a lot better than five and seven. But I think the style of play is really starting to to, to come to fruition. I, I think we're we're playing a physical brand of football. I think our effort, the way the guys play in all three phases, is pretty evident. I think we're we're playing much better at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I look back at a couple of our losses and think. Yeah, it's literally you could pick one play from each game and and drastically different from a from a numbers output from a record standpoint. So I try not to just look at that. I look at the way we're playing the game, and I think as much or more than anything that I, that we've made huge strides in is our culture. We really play well together. We hang together. We fight together. We win together, and we lose together. And that was something I don't know if I could say wholeheartedly a year ago, uh, but I can definitely say it now. We, we've got a very tight-knit team that loves one another, but, but that took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of work. And I commend our players for buying into that idea of that we're building a real culture here, and I think we're, we're reaping the benefits of it. So, you know, uh, Sark, I he's think one hundred percent correct. Sark sees it like we do. I think you know uh, it. Uh, it's 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 a success anytime that you pr- make progress. Sure, and expectations are always through the roof at Texas, especially with the type of talent that you had. But you also had too many question marks, mm-hmm. especially at your most important position, quarterback. Then, yeah, exactly. And then you when you overhyped Quinn Ewers. Yeah, and then when you lean on that too much, and you lean off of the players who were supposed to be the guys to get you to the Big 12 championship and beyond. Uh, this is where we're at. And, yeah, he's right. A couple plays here, a couple plays there, maybe a couple more minutes needed to on, on a comeback, and you'd have a 10, 9 or 10 win team already, and you'd be talking about a different type of bowl game. Certainly without the, the inclusion of Roshan Johnson and Bijan Robinson, I think we would be... Talking this about would be a, another a very four or five win record. team. Yeah, a very different record. No offense to Quinn Ewers, but he needed some. He needs. He needed help this year. Look, I, I, and they didn't give him enough. <laughs> Not even cool. close. The help that they could have given Quinn, I don't believe, would have helped him because I, I think I, Quinn I Ewers himself mm-hmm. has problems. He's got to work out, and I wholeheartedly support Sark reopening the quarterback competition over the the, the off season because I personally believe Quinn Ewers is not the guy. I, I can't say that because he's had a whole season. We we made excuses for him. All right, well, he's only played a few games. He's only had a couple snaps. Fair enough. He's had a season now. Granted, he was hurt for some games. This guy has not impressed me except for once, and that was against Alabama. Yeah. Well, I just still think he's young. 
I think uh, no doubt they, about I, that. I think they put too much on his plate, which uh, maybe they were hoping he would get over the hump on that, which he didn't. Uh, I don't I don't worry at all about that guy though. I think you know for for how young he is, for how kind of immature he is, he really handled this season very well, and he's handling being the starting quarterback of the Texas Longhorns very well. He just you know now he gets a full off season. Look, I know Sark said that they're going to reopen competition, but I guarantee you they told him this is his job to lose. Well, that should it and, should and be. This should spark a fire it up his butt his to, to this off season to really you know focus a little bit. Maybe maybe he just needs to focus a little bit more on preparation, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's really good at that. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. One thing I I, I I've noticed about him is that he doesn't know when to let bad plays die. And his go-to move has kind of been, you know, throwing it up there, backpedaling and yeah. scrambling out of the pocket, and then throwing it, and cost him yardage. Sure, over the, over the weekend, sure, you know, yeah. in doing so, that's one of Some those really things you talk sacks. about is maturity. That w- that was another issue, mm-hmm. although holding onto the ball too long. Easy, yeah. Well, beyond that, though, you could easily argue that that a lot of that wasn't his fault. Yeah. you know, taking those sacks, but um, Look, either I, way, for how he played, for how how this team played. Potential to win nine games after only winning five should get you excited for next season, regardless. No doubt about and that. And whatever bowl game you got coming up. No, no, no doubt about that. Uh, the defense looked great against Baylor. Also, um, I think they, they held Baylor's offense to just 20, uh, 20 points. That was a, a season low two hundred and eighty yards of offense. They also held them to, and a season low one hundred and three yards on the ground. Uh, but maybe more impressively, the, the defense shut out the Bears in the second half completely, holding Baylor to fifty six total yards. Uh, keeping the Bears at 3.7 yards a play in the game. So, you know, there, there have definitely been some high points, some bright spots, mm-hmm. uh, more bright than dim spots for the, for this Longhorns. Definitely, Longhorn team definitely. And, you know, they didn't have the type of end to the year they had last year. They had a complete polar opposite. You know, would they win? Would they lose five out of the last six games yeah. at the end of the season last yeah. year? This year is completely different. You know, they won their final two games that they needed to actually feel good about themselves this year and... They took care of business when they needed to. That's right. To to finish strong, so I I I I'd say this is a, I would definitely agree this is a successful season. You know who else took care of business when they needed was Kansas State. They did denying the Longhorns a a, a berth in the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, they did. So it'll be TCU Kansas State. Uh, that means that the the next likely destination for the Longhorns will be San Antonio and the Alamo Bowl. The Alamo Bowl. Uh, if for some reason that doesn't happen. The Cheez It Bowl is very likely the farthest down you're gonna you're gonna is find. Is that an El Paso to. still or something like that? Or no, no that's a side. That was know. the Sun Bowl, I believe, or that was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I don't remember. I'm honestly not really. El Paso sure. had had a bowl. Oh, that's for a in, long that's time. in Orlando. The Sun it, Bowl camping. No, the uh, Cheez It Bowl. Oh, Cheez It Bowl played at Orlando's Camping World Stadium. That would be on December 29th at 3:30 uh, our time. Mm. So yeah, uh, I listen just for the sake of not having to play in a bowl called Cheez It. I hope that please uh, make the Alamo yeah, Bowl. Please, please, uh, <laughs> please, just go to San Antonio. Yes, please. Uh, th- I think the, the Horns uh, have. Um, if I'm not mistaken. They've got more more appearances there at the Alamo Dome in a bowl game yeah, than any other program. Yeah. So, yeah, this will be number five. Yep. Yes, indeed. Uh, so stick around. We got more here on the way uh, on the bullpen. We're going to head back over to the NFL, chat, uh, take another look at uh, Monday Night Football, and kind of recap some of the games that we had over the past several days. And uh, also a, a, a name that we here on the bullpen are sick of saying, <laughs> but it's a name that you're going to be hearing a lot as we head towards Sunday. That's right. A game in Houston 
We got more on that. 512-834-1027. You want to chat? Give us a call. Yeah. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the Bullpen Monday edition. Final segment begins. And we've done three hours on the show on the station today. Easy. Give us two more. Although people would probably be sick of us, but I'd, I'd still enjoy it. It's nonsense. I enjoy talking to y'all. Oh, nobody gets sick I'll of us. I'll talk to y'all all day. Nobody all would day. get sick of us. So uh, some uh, interesting news coming out of NCAA men's basketball. Oh? As uh, there's a new number one in the 20, top 25. Oh, yeah? The Ooh, Houston Cougars, who have not been number one in the AP poll since the end of the 82-83 season when Clyde the Glide... Mm. And Hakeem the Dream wow. were playing down there. Name there drop. I'm sure half the audience didn't know who you're talking Clyde about. Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon for the kids oh, among uh, us. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, so, Not yeah. in my house. Make some room. Five Slamma Jamma. Another Houston team now at the top of men's basketball. And uh, this poll looks really good because number two right behind Houston is the University of Texas Longhorns. Ooh. 5-0 and on the season right now. basketball, uh, doing well. Coming off that recent drumming of the Gonzaga Bulldogs, mm-hmm. who, interestingly enough, <laughs> uh, you got to scroll and scroll. and Oh, there they are, number 14 at 5-2. Mm-hmm. and two, Gonzaga at 14. Uh, North Carolina had actually been atop the poll all season, but uh, they lost to Iowa State and in a four-time or four-overtime thriller to Alabama. Yeah, you love to see it. So North Carolina uh, fall, has fallen from number one all the way down to where are they? I've even lost them. Uh, Eighteen. Wow, that's a far fall. A lot of these, you know, Illinois, Duke, UC uh, Kentucky. A lot of teams that you usually see way up high. You know, honestly, this is probably just transition years for them. Uh, well, yeah, you got new too. coaches at Duke. You got new, you know, that. It's still those pl- places, but you know, guys got to get used to new coaches. Yeah. So things are a little different. No doubt. No and doubt. I think Roy Roy Williams is gone at uh, North Carolina as well. So they're both gone. Yeah. I think. I believe so. We got Baylor number six on this list. Uh, Creighton's number seven, and and they're going to be coming. Next Longhorn the, opponent. Coming in, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be the next big one for the the Longhorns. It's going to be fun. Two versus seven. Yeah. How fun. Uh, let's see what do we got to else here. Uh, Iowa State twenty three. And uh, that's about it for the uh, the Texas and Big Twelve. But TCU forty five on the okay. list right now. Uh, okay. Tech. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry, not number forty five. They just have forty five votes. Uh, Tech's also in the list uh, with getting eleven votes. Uh, so others get votes. Oklahoma, Kansas State. Uh, but yeah, none of them looking as good right now, with the exception of the Houston Cougars as as the Longhorns. Love it. So very very. You love excited. to see it. Chris Beard is legit. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, I, I just love the 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 people's coach, the atmosphere that he's brought exactly. over there. He, he is the people's coach. He's just done some great things. Um, just brought I don't know, just just brought this positivity. Guys are having fun. Well, the first thing he did was the most important thing, and that was get the fan base back, yeah. bring the fan base back, sell yeah. out the arena, get it, get people excited. I mean, look at all the things that he's done for for the fans. You know, he gives them free food. He gives the students. Everything that they need to be comfortable right before or and during uh, a basketball game, right? Like right. everything he wants to do has the and that's the first thing he thank first people he thanks after each game is he thanks the fans for coming out. Yeah, that you know that, like that goes a long way. Yeah, like he cares. You can tell he cares, and that's what that rubs off on the players. That rubs off on on you know the 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 
the academic directors or whatever, you know, and that gets guys, that gets people who want to come, come to Texas. Yeah. And that makes it an exciting, uh, God, I keep wanting to call it a franchise and then I get confused. Program. I don't know. It's with an N- exciting with program that you want. Well, yeah. And, and start that arguing helps. that they're, they're, they're franchises. Yeah. Okay. NIL. Yeah, I guess you could Kids say getting that. paid. Pretty, they're, they're getting pretty Come play a game. Them, but look, Austin should be a selling point on its own to come here. I think for play. a lot of kids it is. It should be. And the weather and, you know, the, this, the city is a cool-ass city. Um, it, I, it shouldn't have to take someone like Chris Beard to get people to come here. But, you know, it is what it is. But uh, thankfully they have him because he's getting the right guys here. They're, they're just, you know, I mean, there have been a lot of great coaches that have come along over the years. Uh, you know, Tom Penders, Rick Barnes, mm-hmm. you know. But something about Chris Beard. It's just it's just a completely different atmosphere with this guy. Well, and I he, really, really like it. And he breathes Texas because he played for or he, mm-hmm. he went to UT. Mm-hmm. And you want that. You want those guys to come here because that's... They breed the passion of the program, and that's what you want to hear or see as a player to get you to go there. And right. he just he knows what he's doing. That's right. And he's doing it very well. God bless him. God bless him indeed. Uh, so over in the NFL, today is the day that a name that we're all sick of is... Uh, Back. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, reinstatement of Deshaun Watson is today. Are you ready for Browns at Texans on Sunday? No, but I I'm gonna watch just because I'm curious to the see train wreck factor what's going to happen because hopefully Deshaun Watson is not who they think he is and and I hope the Texans win this game. This is a bad Houston Texans team. It is at one nine and one yeah. on the season. All six guys who are going to be at NRG Stadium on Sunday will be raining down booze on Deshaun. Do you Watson. think so? You don't think it'll be sold out? You don't think people are want to get the op want to take the opportunity? To boo Deshaun Watson, wow. someone that they rooted for and want and probably defended, and then this happened. I would hope that that stadium is completely packed. Listen, I wouldn't and buy a ticket I would for hope that. that every single player on the Texans team, this is their Super Bowl, because they want to beat this guy. They don't want this guy to beat you. Well, I got bad news for you, Texans. <laughs> he's going to beat you. On, you know why he's going to beat you on Sunday? Because everybody beat you on Sunday. You guys suck. Davis Mills sucks. But Davis did Davis Mills even play last week? No. Wasn't it uh, Peterman or something like that? Or Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. And he sucked. <laughs> he sucked, you know? That's all you can say. Listen, I you mean, suck. If the shoe fits <laughs> or if the team sucks. I don't know. I, you know, maybe this brings a different sort of element because you don't want to be the team that loses to this guy. Listen, and I'm only going to say this guy. I'm not going to say his I name. get it. You're right. You're right. They don't want to lose to him. Yeah. But they're going to. I, and they're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be 110 and 1. Uh, and they're going to move that much closer to a first round draft pick of Bryce Young out of Alabama. Yeah. And if it's not Bryce Young, it's going to be CJ Stroud out of Ohio State or, or Will Levis out of Kentucky. One of those guys is going first, and the Texans are going to get them. So good luck, Bryce. <laughs> they have great food in Houston. I hope you enjoy that because love uh, the optimism. You're not going to enjoy. You're not going to be winning. Yeah. Okay. No, but no, really. But if, but if I were Bryce Young, I said this earlier today. Yeah. Given the opportunity to be the quarterback on a team this bad, and the possibility of being a part of the rebuild and turning it around, and maybe four or five years from now, you're in Super Bowl contention, and you can sit there and say, "Yeah, 
I came here knowing what I was getting into, and now look at us. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. The city of Houston would love you. The state of Texas would probably love you. You stuck around when most guys would have cut bait yep. long ago. Houston has money. They can build around their next quarterback, and I believe that's what their plan is. Yeah, They're taking this year to just get through the year, you know, whatever is what it is. Next year, it's on. As long as we don't, I mean, I, it's entirely possible, too, that Bryce Young could just be so disappointed by being drafted to Houston and that's the other that thing. he pulls his best Eli Manning impression when, yeah. when Manning was drafted by San Diego and sit there and pout while you're holding up a Texans jersey. I mean, yeah, and that's a crapshoot, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of these quarterbacks that go high don't end up panning out and being who you thought they were going to be. And so that, But it's worth the risk. They it are really, who we thought they it, are. It really is worth the risk at this point because you've got nothing else to to play for if you're a Texans fan or a Texan. For God's like sake, Houston, play for a Texan. little dignity or something over there. I think they're trying. You know, they have to practice hard. You know, Lovey Smith has got them practicing. And You think you know, he's a one-and-done coach there? I hope not. I, I really hope not, too, because I like Lovey Claus I don't think he would have taken the job if they would have told him there's potential he could be one-and-done. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I really think but that... The grumblings this, are out there. Well, grumblings are out there from the fans yeah. who are going to say that for anyone who is, has this Not just record. the fans. You, st- I've, I've, you start seeing it in the, in the, these talking heads on ESPN and Sports Illustrated. Because there's, that's the thing. That, that's an easy topic to bring up. It's an easy conversation well, certainly, to bring up. Certainly, we've seen it multiple times over the years with one-and-done coaches. You know, yes, there, there are but those are, di- those are different set. situations. A lot of those guys, sometimes those, yes, those, right. those coaches are taking over half-decent teams where they have expectations. This team had no expectations, and they actually performed fairly well in the beginning. You know, they tied, and they do have a win. That one game against the Colts? I'm just saying, look at where the Colts are now. They got to live with that tie as well. He's still got a better record. I'm just saying, I I really don't think Lovey Smith would have taken a job where there was potential for it to be a one-and-done. No, no, and look, I, I think you're right. Things could change, and they could go against their word. The, I don't th- I don't know if they had those conversations beforehand, but I would assume that those conversations were had beforehand. So I don't think I I personally hope he's not a one and done. But it, you know, at this point in the NFL, nothing surprises me. Yeah. So. Uh, are the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl contenders after what you've seen now this far into the season? Nah, coming off that latest win yet. against the Giants. Not yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. When Playoff you lo- when contenders. You lose, certainly. When you when you lose to the best team in your division when you blow a 14-point lead against one of the worst teams in football right now, that doesn't look good. I think I fully expect them to win a game, maybe two, and make it to the championship game. If they make it to the Super Bowl, call me pleasantly pleasantly surprised. But I just don't see that at that point. Because like we talked about earlier, Dak isn't who he normally is. Right. And if he was playing as well as he we expect him to play, and the, they're playing like this, then I'd say yes, but I don't think they're there yet. What about the what are the Eagles? You like you like the Eagles? You got to. I mean, I mean it's hard, you it's hard to, to argue, it's hard against, argue against them. Exactly. Like, but again, like we always talk about in the playoffs, anything can happen. A random team that you didn't expect to make it can get hot, and anything can happen at that point. Yeah. So, Jalen Hurts is uh, about to. Well, he's done something no quarterback has done. Speaking of the Eagles, in the last mm-hmm. thirty years, and that's. This is, this is insane. Uh, uh, more than 100 rushing yards in a quarter. No quarterback has done that in the last 30 years. And he did it in the first quarter against Green Bay. These kids are fast today, yards. man. These kids are fast he today. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's that. 
bummer for the other team, but you know, he's a good quarterback. That's why you can't. It's hard to you know pick against these guys when you can do that in one quarter. Most guys can't even do that a full game. He does it in one quarter. He's not even, and he's he's not even leading the league in rushing. Yeah, and that's not even what he's supposed to be doing. He's not a runner. He's a quarterback. He throws the ball. Yeah. So Josh Allen, who ran all over your Seahawks. When did he do that? I mean, uh, not Josh Allen. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. No, thank thank you. you for making me bring that up again. I yeah, appreciate no, that. That's, yeah. Josh Jacobs. I'm like they didn't who ran the Bills this year. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. <laughs> but Josh, Jacobs, talk about guys running all over your. Uh, over guys. Yeah, look, they deserve that loss. I mean, the fact that the offense could even keep up was still, I guess, uh, the one positive I can take out of it. What was that, an 86-yard walk-off 80, touchdown? 86-yard walk-offer. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. That's it tough, was, man. It was, yeah. It's fourth longest walk-off overtime touchdown in uh, NFL history. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be a part of that. <laughs> I, I, Pete I Carroll mean, looked I, overjoyed to be a part of it too, man. Man, I didn't even react when I saw that happen. I just like I, I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, "Well, all right," and then I turned it off because at that moment, nothing you can do. And he he, he not only reeled off an eighty-six yard walk-off touchdown, he, he that capped off a three hundred yard all-purpose game. Yeah, it was a it was a good day for him. With like two hundred and twenty-five of those yeah. rushing, he gave I me believe. forty-five points in fantasy, and I'm still probably not going to win. So. That's great. So where are you sitting in your fantasy league now? Uh, seven and four. Mm. Four-game losing streak after winning seven. On the verge of five. You thought you were onto something, huh? I really did. <laughs> and, did you say this is your first year? First year in five years that I've been playing fantasy football. Florida man Kyle, number one at 10 and two. Oh, so Kyle's winning. Kyle is winning. So it's fixed. He's going to take, so our, money. Yeah, he is is that, take our money. Is that what you're saying? Kyle has rigged. This so. somehow he somehow rigged it. I don't know how. You know he's Florida man. He does Florida man things. Next time you call in, Kyle, we're gonna we're gonna call you out on that for uh, for rigging, uh, my, rigging man, my man my man Brandon's fantasy football league app called Sleeper that I've never used a day in my life. See, I do yeah. like it though. It's all coming to focus now. It is you know, an yeah. app that you're not familiar. I with. invited him into the league too. This is my fault though. Mm, Self inflicted injuries hurt the most. Pretty much. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, who do you like tonight? Uh, Steelers, Steelers, Colts, Monday Night Football? The, yeah, the, the Jeff Saturday effect is real right now. They're playing well. They went back to their veteran quarterback. Uh, gotta believe it's the Colts, the veteran over the rookie. Yeah, I, I think the, the Steelers are, what, 3-7 and seven yeah, not right good. now? Mike Tomlin's guys are not looking no. good at all. Well, they really thought Kenny Pickett was the future. We'll see. He may still be, but it's not looking good right now. He's the only uh, quarterback from the 2022 uh, rookie class who's actually consistently played, though. Yeah. So, Although they, I think it's got something. They, they actually thought, what's his name? Mitch, Mitch Trubisky was yeah. the yeah. starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They Blue thought free. that was going to get you anywhere. Blue my free. God. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the bullpen. <laughs> as I hit my funny bone. <laughs> Stick around, Paul Feinbaum next, Ouch. and we will be back tomorrow. See ya. See ya.